اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bed'ul Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. First of all, I apologize that I was not able to record my podcasts in the past two weeks. I was traveling. May God give us... May God give me and us uh, success. May he look at us with his enabling grace so that we can continue in the future without any gaps in between our podcasts. Today, inshallah, we will continue reading the 20th flash and we might actually be able to finish it. The 20th flash is about ikhlas, about purity of intention and sincerity in purpose. It is more briefly translated as sincerity. It is the life of acts, the life of deeds. Deeds without ikhlas are dead. It is like the coefficient by which the rewards uh, uh, for each act, each deed is multiplied and calculated. If the coefficient is zero, no matter how big the deed is, the outcome will be zero. If it is negative, Even though the deed may be big, the the deed may look big, the outcome will be negative. If the coefficient is big, even if the deed may look small, the reward, what the believer acquires from that deed is going to be big. So this is about ikhlas and inshallah the 21st flash is also going to be about ikhlas. This is something that Ustad Nursi paid a lot of attention he found he found this really significant really important he insisted on this again and again he emphasized this very highly and therefore we should pay attention we should pay a lot of attention to it we should try to achieve ikhlas in our deeds we should try to achieve ikhlas in our intentions in this treatise in this flash the 20th flash again Ustad Nursi responds to a question, a question that he calls dreadful, confounding. And the question is, why is there concord without rivalry and agreement among disbelievers, among the people of the world, and among heedless people of misguidance, while there is discord among believers? And as we have emphasized again and again, this is not only about a search for uh, concord among believers. No, it is something that touches upon the very core of the faith of believers, especially in the in the world that we live in, where believers appear to be weaker, backward, sometimes even abject. So in a world like this, what do we do? What do we do? How do we preserve 
our faith and our confidence in our faith. There is this quote, the believers appear to be in a more negative state than disbelievers. And sometimes people ask, is there something wrong with the faith that the believers, that the Muslims have? And Ustad Nursi explains again and again in the 20th flash that that is not the case. The believers are on to truth. They are on the right path. They have dignity. The believers are foresighted. The believers have high aspirations and they, their effort is elevated. They have lofty effort. They, they put a lot of effort into what they are trying to achieve. They are not weak. They have strength. The believers have strength. And they have dignity. They have bravery. They have manliness. They have courage. So the believers have all the, all the good positive characteristics and the discord among them is not due to negative characteristics. But rather, it is sometimes from not being able to use or, or put to use the good characteristics that they have or it is because they cannot preserve the outcomes of these good characteristics at all times. They falter. They falter. And the heedless and worldly people, although they, they are not brave, they do not, they do not have courage, they are not manly, they do not have high aspirations, they do not have dignity, and so on and so forth, they preserve, they they produce some kind of sincerity, some kind of purity of intention in, in their actions because of their abjectness, because of their weakness. And this leads them to seeking support from others. And that leads to concord among them. So in each of the responses that Ustad Nursi gave to this question, and so far we read through six of them, he emphasizes this point. He emphasizes that belief is at a much higher level. Faith and the believers are elevated. They are dignified. The question should not be asked is there something wrong in their faith? No. The question should be asked, is there something wrong in the way that they are practicing their faith? And he shows us the subtle points at which the believers fall into stake. They falter and therefore cannot preserve ikhlas. And because they cannot preserve ikhlas, they cannot preserve unity. And discord arises from that. So inshallah today we are reading the seventh and last response to this question. Yedinci sebep, the seventh uh, cause, the seventh reason why believers are in discord. Ehli hak ve hakikatin ihtilaf ve rekabetleri kıskançlıktan ve hırsı dünyadan gelmediği gibi ehli dünyanın ve ehli gafletin ittifakları dahi civan merlikten ve uluv cenabtan the discord and rivalry among the people of truth and reality among believers is not because of jealousy and worldly aspirations. And in the meanwhile, the concord among the people of the world and people of 
of heedlessness, heedless and worldly people is not because of their valor and magnanimity. The words we translated as valor and magnanimity are Jivan Mertlik and Uluvu Jenab. Again, they are difficult words to translate, but they indicate more or less uh, the combination of these two words, valor and magnanimity. Bravery, uh, courage, uh, generosity, um, composure, tactfulness, all of those are included in this. So Ustad Nursi says that the people of the world and heedlessness, or heedless uh, and worldly people, don't have valiance, valor, and magnanimity. The reason they are in, in they appear to be in a state of concord is not their valor and magnanimity and the reason why the the believers people of truth and reality believers appear to be in a state of discord and rivalry is not because they have jealousy and and high worldly aspirations and of course uh, the word jivan mad and olubijanab will also indicate generosity in, in, in the sense that when you see something good in somebody else's hands, you don't look at it with jealousy. And you have the generosity to grant it to them. You are happy that they have this good thing in their hands. So Ustad Nursi is implying here that believers are Jivan Mert. The believers are magnanimous. The believers are valiant and magnanimous and why does this relate to courage and bravery because the believer also has the courage to face the world without that quality that appears to be in the hands of somebody else he is willing to move on without that quality he, he will beseech God to, to acquire that quality to acquire that whatever that is in somebody else's hand but he is not going to look at it with jealousy he will be happy that they have it belki ehli hakikat hakikatten gelen uluv ve cenab ve uluv ve himmet ve tarika hakta memduh olan müsabakayı tam muhafaza edemediklerinden ve na ehlilerin girmesi yüzünden bir derece su istimal ettiklerinden rekabet kerane ihtilafa düşüp hem kendine hem cemaat İslamiye'ye ehemmiyetli zarar olmuş to the contrary, the people of reality have not per, have not been able to preserve the magnanimity and high aspirations, lofty aspirations, the the lofty effort that they have, and along with this, the competition that is praiseworthy among the people of truth. Right? They have not been able to preserve these qualities what are those qualities once again magnanimity lofty effort and the competition that is praiseworthy among the people of truth so what is the competition that's praiseworthy among the people of truth that is competition in doing good and and in uh, god consciousness god tells us that we can have competition in this but this is a, the kind of competition uh, that encourages everybody to do more 
in which everybody is happy that their friend is doing a lot and that gives them an, an incentive a motivation to do more themselves it is not rivalry in which when you see your friend doing something more instead of having this in inner um, motivation to do more yourself you have this inner sense of jealousy which leads you to try to prevent your friend from doing more so i guess this is clear it's a very important distinction between competition and rivalry competition in in good deeds in doing good and in god consciousness is praiseworthy and god tells us to do it right this that that we compete with each other in doing good and in having having consciousness of god in, in fearing god but we don't go into rivalry we don't try to prevent each other from doing good so Ustad Nursi is saying that the people of reality the believers have magnanimity lofty efforts lofty aspirations and this praiseworthy competition and all of that comes from reality how does it come from reality understanding reality as reality is leads the believers to be magnanimous to have lofty aspirations and to to um, to be competing in doing good the reality is that god exists the reality is that there is only one god the reality is that this the definition of success is earning god's pleasure and that if that is the definition of success you do what will please god and if what will please god is to have uh, concord with your friends with your co-travelers with other believers then you'll do whatever it takes to preserve that concord right and this requires magnanimity this requires having a lofty effort and aspiration and this requires having that sweet and and rightful competition so it comes from reality it comes from an understanding of reality however they cannot preserve this effort this magnanimity and competition fully and sometimes people who are not really worthy of the task that they are given people who are not competent to fulfill the positions that they take enter among them enter among the believers and enter among the people of reality and truth and they misuse again they misuse the magnanimity the high aspirations and that sweet competition they misunderstand it they think they are doing it but they do something else they ruin it they misuse it as a result of this they fall into a rivalrous discord they fall into discord with rivalry and they harm both themselves and the community of islam and they give great harm they hurt and give great significant harm to themselves and to the community of islam ehli gaflet ve ehli dalalet ise meftun oldukları menfaatlerini kaçırmamak ve menfaat için perestiş ettikleri reislerini ve arkadaşlarını küstürmemek için zilletlerinden ve namertliklerinden hamiyetsizliklerinden 
mutlak arkadaşlarıyla hatta deni ve hain ve muzdur olsalar dahi halisane ittihad, hem menfaat etrafında toplanan ne şekilde olursa olsun şerikleriyle samimane ittifak ederler. On the other hand, the people of heedlessness and misguidance do not want to miss, lose the benefits that they are, they are infatuated with. So they, they see benefits in world affairs, in concord, in, the, in, a, in being in agreement with other disbelievers, with other people of heedlessness and misguidance, in working together with them. They see a benefit on, in that. They see a personal benefit in that. And they are infatuated with that benefit and they don't want to miss, they don't want to lose it. They do not want to lose their leaders and friends that they re re revere for the benefit that comes from them, for the interest that they see in, in their friendship, in their closeness, in, their, in cooperating with them. So this is all about what? Benefit and interest. For the believers, it's about magnanimity. For the disbelievers, it is about benefit and interest. Why? Because it's all in this world. And because they do not want to lose them. And also because of their abjectness, because of their lack of courage and, and valor, and because of their lack of love of doing good. And this is another very difficult word to translate and we worked on it before, hamiyetsizlik. Because of their lack of hamiyah, because of all of this, they sincerely, genuinely agree with, work with, stay in a state of concord with their dear friends in absolute terms. So unqualified friends. Even if those friends are lowly and, and, and treacherous and harmful, without any qualifications, they remain in a state of concord. They agree with them, in a state of agreement with them. And because they gather around interest, they sincerely work with, agree with, stay in a state of concord with their partners that they gather around a particular interest. Again, this is this is a long sentence and the translation was a bit convoluted too, but the main idea is that it is all about preserving interest and benefit. And for the sake of interest and benefit, in order not to lose it, a disbeliever will um, close one eye turn the other way, will not see the negative qualities in the people that he or she is working with, in his or her partners, friends, co-travelers. Even if those friends are harmful, lowly, abject, treacherous, they will turn the other way because they will want to preserve the benefit and interest. And because this leads to a state of sincere, genuine agreement and concord as a result of the genuinity, as a result of that sincerity, they preserve concord because they are genuinely working towards something alongside their friends, partners, co-travelers. They benefit from concord because concord agreement, working together, cooperation is a cause for success.
That's how the God has created the world. That's the principle. There may be exceptions, but those will, those will be exceptions that prove the, the rule, the principle. The rule is that if you work together, if you're in concord, if you're in harmony, there will be an outcome, there will be a positive outcome coming out of it. İşte ey musibet zede ve ihtilafa düşmüş ehli hak ve ashab-ı hakikat. Now, all the people of truth and friends who have gathered around reality, around a recognition of reality, that, so together people of truth and these friends who have gathered around reality, who have fallen into tribulations and discord. And discord, of course, in and of itself is a tribulation. You are in a state of disaster and tribulation because you are afflicted with discord and disputation. You are the people of truth. You are the friends of reality, but you are in a state of disaster and tribulation. Bu musibet zamanında ihlası kaçırdığınızdan ve rızayı ilahi münhasıran gayeyi maksat yapmadığınızdan ehli hakkın bu zillet ve mağlubiyetine sebebiyet verdiniz. At this time of tribulations, so what is time of tribulations? Again, this is written uh, in the early 1930s, early Republican Turkey, and all around the world, Muslims are subjugated, colonized, humiliated. This was a time of tribulation, and the time that we live in is not too different. If anything, perhaps there are independent Muslim countries but they are not ruled, they are not governed in, by independent powers. And perhaps even more importantly than, than the state of political power, even more importantly than what we see when we consider, evaluate the state of political power, what is going on is that at individual levels, Muslims, believers, cannot preserve the dignity of their faith in their individual lives. They, can, they, they are repeatedly, continually and repeatedly overcome by their selfish desires. They repeatedly lose before their compulsive souls, before their lower souls. They cannot stand up against the dictates, dictates of their compulsive souls. This is worse, in my opinion worse. Or at least as bad as being defeated by non-Muslim powers as a community and being subjugated. Most believers around the world, including myself, cannot stand up against the evil dictates of our compulsive souls because we live in such a world that evil is encouraged. Evil is shown to be beautiful to us. We have lost the measure. The standard is lost. We have lost our ability to see good as good and bad as bad, evil as evil, and right as right. That's why we keep repeating this supplication. Allahumma arinal haqqa haqqan. Oh God, show us truth as truth, good as good, right as right, and, and bless us, provide us with following it. And show us evil as evil and, and bless us, provide us with staying away from it. 
this is a powerful dua and that's this is something that we really need a lot and therefore this is a time of tribulations regardless of the political situation around the world even if there was a world revolution within five years and muslims gain worldly power all around the world and they were the ones who were determining the price of oil and producing computers and regulating the internet um, having the upper hand in the united nations and uh, controlling world trade and you know had the best arms and most power and etc etc if they were on an individual basis they were each defeated every day every hour every moment each time they walk out to the street each time they turn on a screen device if they were defeated before their compulsive souls what is the benefit of that political power gandhi uh, gives a very good example about this in one of his earlier works it's called hind swaraj uh, i think it's called translate as Indian independence the revolutionary youth of his time the anti-colonial movement wants independence from British power and he asks so what if the British left tomorrow what would you do and the answer he gets is that they would repeat what the British are doing they would you know organize a parliament have an army they would do the same thing but they would do it instead of the British and he says so you want the tiger to leave, but you want to preserve the tiger's character. So if you were to acquire political power, worldly power all around the world in the name of Muslims, but we preserve the, this evil character that's leading, that's behind all the troubles, troubles uh, that we are seeing around the world, human trafficking, people starving in parts of the world and people drowning in wealth in other parts of the world all sorts of oppression so if that were to be preserved and only in the hands of Muslims what would be the benefit of that if Muslims became the oppressors of the world instead of being the op oppressed what would be the benefit of it maybe it would be worse because the oppressed at least can turn to God and say I was oppressed when the time of accounting comes and God rewards them that God compensates them. What will the oppressor do before God and when the time of accounting comes? May God preserve us from being the oppressors. So this is a time of tribulation, not only because Muslims have lost political power and worldly strength and whatnot, because they have fallen behind in technology, in wealth, in trade, in, in education, in so on and so forth. This is a world this is a world of tribulation and time of tribulation because of all those reasons but also because both believers and disbelievers are much weaker before evil we say this at the end of the beautiful dua that comes at the end of surah al-baqarah at the end of the uh, verses that have become famous as amana rasul we beseech god oh god give us victory over the over the nation of over the people of uh, disbelief and one way to read this is the nation of disbelief is the nation of evil the nation of satan the followers of satan oh god give us victory over our 
satans so this is a time of tribulation bu musibet zamanında ihlası kaçırdığınızdan ustad nursi is addressing the people of reality people of truth the believers because you lose ikhlas sincerity in purpose and purity of intention at this time of tribulations and because you do not aim for god's pleasure contentment alone exclusively ehli hakkın bu zillet ve mağlubiyetine sebep verdiniz you became the cause of this abjectness and defeat of the people of reality people of truth you could not preserve ikhlas you could not stay steadfast in your aiming god's contentment alone you wavered you started to seek other other purposes other aims goals objectives and you were not able to preserve ikhlas in spirit of purpose the purity of intention and as a result of this you are the cause of this abjectness and this defeat umuru dinye ve ukhreviyede rekabet gıpta haset ve kıskançlık olmamalı ve hakikat noktayı nazarında olamaz so you cause this but listen in the affairs of religion and the hereafter there should be no rivalry no jealousy or even envy no hasad which we can again translate as jealousy and kıskançlık again jealousy so we need to work on this a little bit gupta is you see something in somebody else's hand and you want it too but you want it because they have it not because you see the true value in it but rather your nafs your compulsive your lower soul comes into the picture and says they have it why don't i have it and you fell into hasad you fell into jealousy hasad is you want them not to have it and kuskashlik is jealousy again you just see it in their hands and you are filled with this pressure from inside you start boiling in the affairs of religion and the hereafter there should be no no rivalry gupta hasad and kuskanchluk any form of envy or jealousy and from the point of view of reality when you look at reality and you see reality as reality is there can be no such thing there can be no such thing as rivalry or jealousy or envy in the affairs of religion and the hereafter why çünkü kıskançlık ve hasedin sebebi bir tek şeye çok eller uzanmasından ve bir tek makama çok gözler dikilmesinden ve bir tek ekmeği çok mideler istemesinden müzahime, münakaşa, müsabaka sebebiyle gıptaya sonra kıskançlığa düşerler. Because the cause for jealousy and envy, kıskançlık and haset are the Turkish words here. The cause for jealousy and envy is this. Many hands extend to grab a single thing. Many eyes eye a single station, a single position. Many stomachs want a single loaf of bread. And as a result of this, they start to struggle with each other. They start to dispute with each other. They start to have rivalry and compete with each other. And from that, they fall into gupta, which let's say jealousy or envy. And from that envy then evolves into jealousy. Basically, first they want what the others have without seeing the real value in it, but rather because they have. And then this even grows and becomes 
putrefies and becomes more rotten and they now start to want them not to have it. There's a famous story about the Soviet system. So Boris, this you know, Soviet uh, citizen, was one day plowing the, the little piece of land that he had and then the, the plow hit a hard object. He pulled it out and it was a jar, a terracotta jar. He opened it and there came out a genie. And the genie said, wish whatever you want to wish. You have one wish from me. Boris thought, thought for a while and then said, look, my neighbor Ivan has a cow. And every day he milks the cow, he drinks the milk and some is left and he makes cheese from it and he keeps you know putting it on the side and at the end of the year he sells the cheese etc he keeps you know telling and telling and the genie says okay so you want a cow too and boris says no no kill this cow so this is a little anecdote that uh, represented the soviet system in equalizing everybody at the lowest common denominator at the lowest level of wealth and welfare right so that's jealousy that is jealousy and because because many people want the same thing the desire to have what others have over time as they cannot reach it turns into a desire for them not to have it so Ustad Nursi is saying that this is the source of envy and jealousy Many hands reach to one thing, many eyes, eye, one position, many stomachs want the same loaf of bread. And there emerges a struggling, a disputation, a competition, a rivalry from that. And the, the, the sense of the feeling of Gupta envy turns into a sense of jealousy. And because of this, there can be no rivalry no jealousy in the affairs of the hereafter and and, and religion why dünyada bir şeyi vahide çoklar talip olduğundan ve dünya dar ve muvakkat olması sebebiyle insanın ha, insanın hadsiz arzularını tatmin edemediği için rekabete düşüyorlar in the world many demand a single thing and the world is narrow and temporary and humans have innumerable countless wishes desires and the world cannot satisfy those wishes and desires it's limited desires are unlimited wishes uh, the, the world is limited and and the resources are limited and because of this there emerges competition among people in the world fakat ahirette tek bir adama 500 sene mesafelik bir cennet ihsan, edil, ihsan edilmesi ve 70 bin kasır ve huriler verilmesi ve ehli cennetten herkes kendi hissesinden kemali rıza ile memnun olması işaretiyle gösteriliyor ki ahirette medar rekabet bir şey yoktur ve rekabette olamaz. However, we understand from the fact that from the uh, narrations that one person will be given a a share of the paradise that can be covered in 500 years and one person will be given 700,000 palaces and horis and in the paradise every, everybody will be perfectly content with what they have and satisfied with what they have we understand from the narrations that you know 
inform us about these uh, realities that there can be no place for competition there can be no place for uh, rivalry in the in the in the hereafter and there can be no rivalry so the hereafter is not a place for rivalry because the resources are not limited there's unlimited resources what are you going to compete over everybody takes what they want what are you going to compete over öyleyse ahirete ait olan amali salihada dahi rekabet olamaz kıskançlık yeri değildir in that case in righteous deeds that are that belong to the hereafter there can be no rivalry either that, that's not the place for jealousy kıskançlık eden ya riyakardır amali saliha suretiyle dünyevi neticeleri arıyor veyahut sadık cahildir ki amali saliha nereye baktığını bilmiyor ve amali salihanın ruhu esas ihlas olduğunu derk etmiyor so the one who has jealousy in these affairs in the affairs of the hereafter is either ostentatious he is uh, he is seeking worldly consequences worldly outcomes through righteous deeds or he is truthful he is not ostentatious he is he is actually seeking the hereafter for the sake of the hereafter but he is ignorant he does not understand the foundation of uh, righteous deeds he does not know that the spirit of righteous deeds is what ikhlas sincerity in purpose purity of intention rekabet suretiyle evliya allah'a karşı bir nevi adavet taşımakla müsat rahmeti ilahiyeyi ittiham ediyor through his rivalry he develops a sense of a, a kind of uh, enmity against the friends of god against evliya god's friends saints and he accuses the vastness of divine mercy what does this mean so if you have jealousy about the affairs of religion and the hereafter you are jealous of people who are serving god and god has looked upon them with his enabling grace god has given this to them but because god has given this to them you are becoming jealous of them and because you of your jealousy you are developing this sense of enmity against them you don't want them to have it you become angry with them you want to hurt them who do you want to hurt god's friends and what does this mean god gives this to them out of his mercy and you accuse the vastness of that mercy by thinking that god gave this to them and he will therefore not give it to me you accuse god's mercy of being limited it is not limited this is an affair of the hereafter and religion and there is no limited resources in the affairs that are about the hereafter and religion the resources are unlimited the paradise is unlimited god's contentment is unlimited god's countenance is not for everybody and and, and you know ten thousand times of everybody and million times everybody the beauty of his countenance is unlimited infinite we are not talking about limited resources when we talk about religion and the hereafter but if you are becoming jealous of the goodness that God has given to somebody in this world you are then accusing the vastness of his mercy because if you ask for it he would give it to you too if it is good for you if he is not giving it to you that's because that is not good for you you are not ready to take it you are not ready to show the necessary gratitude that becomes incumbent upon the person who who are blessed with that goodness 
So this is blessing for you. This is mercy for you too. But no, you don't recognize that. You are filled with rancor and vengeance and anger and enmity because they did it. They have so many followers. People are listening to them. They are not listening to me. Who are you? Who are you? Just ask. Ask. And His mercy is infinite. He will give it to you if you are ready to receive it. Bu hakikati teyit eden bir vaka. Üstad Nursi here is going to tell us a story that confirms this reality. But before that, we just passed by a side note, relatively lengthy uh, side note, when we talked about 500 years distance of share from the paradise. So, an important question that comes from a significant important point. Rivayette gelmiş ki, Cennette bir adama 500 senelik bir cennet verilir. It is narrated that in the paradise a garden of 500 years is given, a paradisical garden of 500 years is given to each person. Bu hakikat aklı dünyevinin havsalasında nasıl yerleşir? How can this reality be comprehended with worldly intellect? El cevap, answer. Nasıl ki bu dünyada herkesin dünya kadar hususi ve muvakkat bir dünyası var. In the way that every person in this world has a private and temporary world that is as big as this world itself. Ve, bu, ve o dünyanın direği onun hayatıdır. And the central pole of that world is this person's life, the span of his life. Ve zahiri ve batini duygularıyla o dünyasından istifade eder. And he benefits from that world of his or her with his external and internal senses. Güneş bir lambam, yıldızlar mumlarımdır der. He can say, or he says, the sun is my lamp, the stars are my candles in the sky. Başka mahlukat ve ziruhlar bulunmaları, o adamın malikiyetine mani olmadıkları gibi, bilakis onun hususi dünyasını şenlendiriyorlar, zinetlendiriyorlar. That there are other creatures and spiritual beings does not prevent his possession of this world, his his appropriation of this world, and to the contrary, it embellishes, adorns, puts joy into his world. Aynen öyle de fakat binler derece yüksek, her bir mümin için binler kasır ve hurileri ihtiva eden has bahçesinden başka umumi cennetten 500 sene genişliğinde birer hususi cenneti vardır. In the same way, but a thousand times more elevated, aside from the personal gardens that contain thousands of palaces and huris in the paradise, so those gardens are private. Those palaces, those huris are private. Others don't have a share in it. But in, in addition to that, from the, from the common grounds of the paradise, each person has a garden that can be covered in 500 years. Every believer has a designated share in the paradise that can be covered over 500 years. I, that, that, what that means is that either by horse or by walking, you have to walk for 500 years and then you will be able to walk from one end to the other end by the standards of this world. There's a catch that the person who is going to benefit from it is going to benefit by the standards of the paradise, not this world. But by the standards of this world, it can be covered by walk or by horse in 500 years. Each person benefits from that designated garden in the paradise in accordance with his senses and emotions 
that have improved in accordance with his station before God and in a way that is worthy of that everlasting land. Başkalarının iştiraki onun malikiyetine ve istifadesine noksan vermedikleri gibi kuvvet verirler. That others participate in, in that does not decrease his uh, possession and benefit from this from this 500 years distance of, of garden. But to the, to the contrary, it increases his benefit from it. Ve hususi ve geniş cennetini zinetlendiriyorlar. And that others are participating in it, adorns, embellishes his designated and vast paradisical garden. Evet, bu dünyada bir adam bir saatlik bir bahçeden ve bir günlük bir seyrangahtan ve bir aylık bir memleketten ve bir senelik bir mesiregahta seyahatinden ağzıyla, kulağıyla, gözüyle, zevkiyle, zaikasıyla, sair duygularıyla istifade ettiği gibi aynen öyle de fakat bir saatlik bir bahçeden ancak istifade eden bu fani memleketteki Kuvve-i Şame ve Kuvve-i Zayka o baki memlekette bir senelik bahçeden aynı istifade, istifadeyi eder. Yes, in the way that a person benefits from a garden of one day, a beautiful place for sightseeing uh, that's as vast as a day's travel, a country that's, that's as vast as a month's travel, a ground that's as vast as can be traveled in a year, he benefits from all of these with his mouth, with his ears, with his eyes, with his delight, with his taste and other senses in the same way, but in an elevated way, uh, that person can benefit with his sense of uh, smelling and taste in that everlasting land. If he can benefit from the gardens of that everlasting land, uh, instead of a garden that can be traveled in one hour, perhaps in a, in a garden that can be traveled in a year. So the senses expand. Here, the sense of smelling and the sense of taste can allow this person to benefit from a garden that can be you know, traveled in one hour. There, he can taste more, he can smell more, finer uh, smells, he can taste finer tastes. Ve burada bir senelik, senelik mesiregahtan ancak istifade edebilen bir kuvve-i Basra ve kuvve-i Samiya, orada 500 senelik mesiregahındaki seyahatten o haşmetli baştan başa zinetli memlekete layık bir tarzda istifade eder. And the faculty of hearing and the faculty of seeing that can benefit from at most a traveling ground of a, a full year, over there it can benefit from a sublime and fully ornamented land that can be traveled in 500 years. The faculties of seeing and hearing also expand. Her mümin derecesine ve dünyada kazandığı sevaplar, haseneler nispetinde inmisat ve inkişaf eden duygularıyla zevk alır, telezüz eder, müstefid olur. Every believer delights, tastes and benefits what is there in accordance with the rewards and good deeds that he acquires in this world and in accordance with the the senses that evolve that improve uh, in, in accordance with those uh, those rewards and good deeds that improve and expand in accordance with those rewards and good deeds so in short the senses in the paradise expand improve and enable the believer who who is sent uh, with God's blessing and grace to paradise, to benefit from the paradise in a much 
higher, much more elevated, much more expanded way. So now that we finished the side note, we can go back to the text. And in the text, we were contemplating the vastness of divine mercy. And because of this vastness, we were recognizing that there is no room for, for rivalry in affairs of the hereafter and in affairs of religion. And Ustad Nursi said that he is going to tell us an event that confirms uh, and explains this reality. Eski arkadaşlarımızdan bir adamın bir adama karşı adaveti vardı. One of our old friends had enmity against a man. O adamın yanında senakarane onun düşmanı Ameli Salih'le hatta velayetle tavsif edildi. By this man, by this uh, one of these old friends, his enemy was described favorably to have good deeds and to even have reached the, the station of sainthood. O adam, this old friend, kıskanmadı, sıkılmadı. This old friend was not jealous of this, did not feel jealous of this, and he was not bothered by this. Sonra birisi dedi, then somebody said, your enemy is courageous, brave, and, and powerful. Baktı ki o adamda şiddetli bir kıskançlık ve bir rekabet damarı uyandı. Then we looked and saw that a vein of jealousy and rivalry became awakened in him. Ona dedik, we, we said to him, Velayet ve salahat, hadsiz bir hayat-ı ebediyenin pırlantası gibi bir kuvvet ve, ve bir yüksekliktir. Sainthood and righteousness is such a strength and elevation that it is like jewel of an unlimited everlasting life. Sen buna bu cihette kıskanmadın. From this point of view, you did not show any jealousy about this man. Dünyevi kuvvet, öküzde ve cesaret canavarda dahi bulunmakla beraber velayet ve salahata nispeten bir adi cam parçasının elmasa nispeti gibidir. Bulls have worldly power and wild beasts have courage and in comparison to sainthood and righteousness they are like pieces of ordinary glass compared to diamonds. O adam dedi ki bir noktaya bir makama ikimiz bu dünyada gözümüzü dikmişiz. That man said, that old friend said. He, that person, and I have in mind a single station. We both are aiming for a single position in this world. We are both eyeing a single station in this world. Oraya çıkmak için basamaklarımız da kuvvet ve cesaret gibi şeylerdir. And in order to climb there, the steps we have are things like strength and courage. Onun için kıskandım. Therefore, I was jealous. Ahiret makamatı hadsizdir. The stations of the hereafter are countless, unlimited. O burada benim düşmanım iken, orada benim samimi ve sevgili kardeşim olabilir. While here he is my enemy, he can be my sincere, genuine and beloved brother over there. Ey ehli hakikat ve tarikat, all the people of reality and Sufi paths. Hakka hizmet büyük ve ağır bir defineyi taşımak, ve muhafaza etmek gibidir. Serving truth is like carrying and preserving a big, great, tremendous and heavy treasure. O defineyi omuzunda taşıyanlara ne kadar kuvvetli eller yardıma koysalar daha ziyade sevinir, memnun olurlar. Those who carry that treasure on their shoulders will become happy and content as more and more hands rush to their help. 
Kıskanmak şöyle dursun. Gayet samimi bir muhabbetle o gelenlerin kendilerinden daha ziyade olan kuvvetlerini ve daha ziyade tesirlerini ve yardımlarını müftehirane alkışlamak lazım gelirken, nedendir ki rekabetkarane o hakiki kardeşlere ve fedakar yardımcılara bakılıyor ve o haliyle ihlas kaçıyor? Let alone being jealous. Put being jealous on the side. It is incumbent upon you that you should be, you should have genuine love for those who come to to help. You should allow their higher level of influence and support with pride. You should have, you should find pride in their strength and support and and influence. This is what is incumbent upon you. And while this is incumbent upon you, what is it that you are losing ikhlas by falling into a state of rivalry with those genuine, real, truthful brothers and with those self-sacrificing supporters. And, and you are losing ikhlas, you are losing your purity of intention and sincerity and purpose by falling in a state of jealousy and rivalry with those brothers and supporters. Vazifenizde müttehem olup, ehli dalaletin nazarında sizden ve sizin mesleğinizden yüzlerce aşağı olan din ile dünyayı kazanmak ve ilmi hakikatle maişeti temin etmek, tama ve hırs yolunda rekabet etmek gibi müdhiş ittihamlara maruz kalıyorsunuz. As a result of this, in the eyes of the people of misguidance, you are being accused of not being able to fulfill your responsibility. You are being accused of crimes that are hundred times below you and below the path that you follow. You are being accused of crimes like trying to earn your livelihood by selling your knowledge of reality. You are being accused of trying to earn the word through religion by selling religion. You are being accused of being overly ambitious for the world. You are being accused of greediness. You are being accused of having rivalry with those supporters and friends and brothers, why are you subjecting yourself to this? Why are you subjecting yourself to these accusations? Bu marazın çare yeganesi. So the only solution for the sickness. All of this, all of these are sicknesses. The only solution for the sickness, Mr. Nursi says. It's, it's the following. Nefsini ittiham etmek ve nefsine değil, daima karşısındaki karşısındaki meslektaşına taraftar olmak to accuse your lowly soul and to support to side with not with your lowly soul but with your co-traveler that appears to be against you fenne adab ve ilmi münazaranın uleması mabeynindeki hakperestlik ve insaf düsturu olan şu eğer bir meselenin münazarasında kendi sözünün haklı çıktığına taraftar olup ve kendi haklı çıktığında çıktığına sevinse ve hasmının haksız ve yanlış olduğuna memnun olsa insafsızdır. So there is this principle among the experts of the, the science of manners and the science of methods and manners of debate. Among the scholars of these fields there is this principle that is a principle of truthfulness and fairness. And this is the principle. If a person is happy that he is right in debating a matter, he is happy 
and that you know he he, he uh, you know supports his own position no matter what and he is happy that he turns out to be right at the end of the debate and if he is contented that his contender if he is satisfied that his contender is wrong and does not have a point then this person is unfair let's try to repeat this in a debate if the person in if you know one of the parties of the debate is happy at the end that what he is saying is right his position is the position that stands in the end and that his contender is wrong and does not have a point then this person is unfair moreover he will be at a loss çünkü haklı çıktığı vakit o münazarada bilmediği bir şeyi öğrenmiyor because when he is right at the end when he wins the debate he is not learning something that he did not know in this debate Belki gurur ihtimaliyle zarar edebilir. Moreover, he may even uh, be at a loss because he is going to be filled with uh, pride and boastfulness. Eğer hak hasmının elinde çıksa zararsız. Bilmediği bir meseleyi öğrenip menfaatdar olur. Nefsin gururundan kurtulur. On the other hand, if truth appears to be in the hands of his contender, there is no loss for him. There is no harm for him. He is going to learn something that he did not know before. He is going to benefit from it. And he will also, this is important, he, is, he will also um, break the boastfulness of his lower compulsive soul. He will be saved from the boastfulness of his compulsive soul. Demek insaflı hakperest, hakkın hatırı için nefsin hatırını kırıyor. In that case, a fair lover of truth offends his uh, lower soul for the sake of the truth. He upholds the truth in the expense of offending his own lower soul. Hasmının elinde hakkı görse yine rıza ile kabul edip taraftar çıkar memnun olur. Even if he sees truth in the hands of his contender, he accepts it with contentment, with satisfaction. He becomes a supporter of it and he is pleased with this situation. İşte bu düsturu ehli din, ehli hakikat, ehli tarikat, ehli ilim, kendilerini rehber ve ittihaz etseler ihlası kazanırlar. So, if the people of religion, reality, uh, Sufism and knowledge take this principle as their guide, they earn, they will earn ihlas, sincerity in purpose and purity of intention. Ve vazife-i uhreviyelerinde muvaffak olurlar. And they will be successful in their otherworldly affairs. Ve bu feci sukut ve musibeti hazıradan rahmeti ilahiye ile kurtulurlar. And they will be saved from this disastrous descent and the, this present tribulation with the mercy of God, with divine mercy. So we all need to save ourselves from this disastrous descent. We are defeated. We are defeated before our lower souls, before our compulsive souls. And in a sense, the team of the world, the Satan, and our compulsive souls. And because we are all individually, or many of us are individually defeated before our compulsive souls and that team up with Satan and the world, we as a community are defeated before our rivals, before our true rivals. And our true rivals are the people of this world, people of heedlessness, people of misguidance.
there are also people of invitation there are many many many people out there who are looking for truth who are looking for reality and it is our job to take reality to them to convey reality to them so we are not when we use these words we are not talking about enemies we are talking about people out there among whom there are people of the world people of heedlessness and people of misguidance and those are the ones who are misleading others too we need to convey guidance to the to the greater majority but we cannot do that we are unable to do that we are being defeated before our lower souls and therefore we as a community are being defeated before the teamed up community of misguidance and worldliness and heedlessness and so on and so forth this is a disastrous situation this is a state of abjectness how do we save ourselves from it by earning ikhlas sincerity in purpose purity of intention by following this principle as our guide where we see truth we take it wherever we see truth even if it is in the hands of our contender we take it we accept it we are proud to be the followers of friends of companions of lovers of fans of the people of truth people of reality reality does not have to appear in our hands reality has to appear and we are happy when it appears regardless of in whose hands this is like carrying a big and precious treasure it is on our shoulders we are not worthy of carrying this treasure but we are blessed with the blessing of carrying it and however many more hands rush to our support however many more shoulders rush to our support come to our support we are happy for that if we take this as our principle inshallah we earn ikhlas and if we earn ikhlas we earn god's enabling grace which leads to success inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha